Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It seems like a strange question, but just hours after the Utah Jazz laid the wood on the hardwood to the Lakers, I've got to ask this question. The Jazz are 26-6. and six. They started 4-4, four and four, then they won 11 in a row. They figured it out. They have one of the best bright young stars in the NBA. But would it be a bad thing if the Jazz made the NBA Finals and perhaps won it for the first time in franchise history? We'll get into that in just a second because the Jazz are a small market team. That's- you know what's going to happen, Zubin? Key and I are going to start being called haters. You guys are Utah haters. You don't want to see the small market teams get to the finals. And I'll tell you what, you guys just... I don't. <laughs> you aren't the only <laughs> two that would be accused of being jazz haters. I'm not saying Lorenzo in Texas is a jazz hater, but Lorenzo, good morning. What do you think about the jazz? I think the jazz are going to be a second-round exit, and mm. I also got to say this. Tom Brady is not the GOAT. He's the GOAT plus, baby. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Eli in Maryland, in the interest of equal time, you have a thought on the Lakers. Uh, yeah, I just want to know if this, uh, with the Lakers taking all these losses, will they hurt LeBron James' uh, chances to get the MVP? And also, what should they do with Kyle Kuzma? Because he has not performed to everybody's expectations. Jay, go for ooh, it. Oh, I like that, Eli. Y- yes, I do think. Look, this is an opportunity for LeBron to either run away with the MVP award or give a lot of headway to guys like Joel Embiid and James Harden who are coming. I actually think Joel Embiid is in head now. I think James Harden is on his way. So I think LeBron is losing traction in that department considering the way they've lost. As it relates to Kyle Kuzma, I think if you're Rob Palenka, you really have to start what, you know, what kind of trade asset is he right now with the way he's performing? Can you get value in return for somebody like Kyle Kuzma because he was supposed to be the guy. Dennis Schroeder and AD, not knowing what that situation is going to be with AD long-term, you have to start looking to, can I get value in return for Kyle Kuzma? I'm with you, Eli. That sounds right. I think, Jay, in terms of Kuz, we've been saying this pretty much since after his rookie year. Um, What is this guy? What is he about? Like, is he going to take the next step? And then he continues to give you, you know, we figured, okay, we put him in the second unit. He could be the guy in the second unit. Well, is he a starter? Is he a second unit guy? Is he Okay, comes off the bench. Okay, he's on the floor because he's a scorer. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, he's not really. We need to not re-sign mm-hmm. him. Then we re-sign him, but we don't re-sign him for NBA real money. <laughs> like, like, he gets signed. He gets but money, but he, not, not yes. NBA money. So then you go, okay, they're not paying him a lot. We may be able to – but he's not giving us anything. Now it's like, oh, come on, Kuz, man. Because there was a time where people in Los Angeles, in the Laker fan base, felt like he was more caught up in dyeing his hair, dyeing his hair blonde and doing commercials and runway shoots and all of that and trying to date famously instead of his basketball craft. And now look at him. Let me be too. And this is exactly the thing, too, Key. There's no Anthony Davis, there's no Dennis Schroeder. Be the guy. You have to be the guy now. You have to be the You can't have five points, two or seven on the road. Now, some games he stepped up, like 23 versus Miami. I hear that. But this is still a loss. Like, this is a chance for Kuz to show that he is worth the value that they gave him. But he's not doing that, man. I, They're going to have to start looking for other assets. I really thought he was on his way to becoming. I just, I, I, I thought it, for some reason, I thought it was going to turn for him. But it just hasn't. It hasn't. Here are the numbers to back it up because, as you know, I'm the numbers guy. Um, So here's the thing. 
you put together Anthony Davis and Dennis Schroeder, okay, you're missing 36.7 points per game. So if I'm a Laker fan, I'm like, okay, that's a big hole. Okay, those guys together, AD's about 25 points per game, and then Schroeder's at like 13. You're talking about 37 points a game you're missing in your lineup that you expect to have back at some point. Here's the thing with Kuz to back up your point, and I know, Key, you follow the Lakers far more closely than I do, but there was definitely— That's your a- fault, though. <laughs> <laughs> You get those early starts on the West Coast. No. Zubin's uh, focused on the Nuggets. I was, you know about, this is. I was just about to say that, Jay. That's what you. He's, he's a Jokic fan. That's what you get for caring about the Nuggets more than you do the Lakers. <laughs> Another team like the Jazz desperately in search of their first NBA championship. But I would tell you this about Kuz, right? When Kuz was at his apex, which came obviously, as Keith said, a little bit too early, um, people said like he could be the number three. Right? Whatever it's going to be. We'll get LeBron. We'll get a legit two, which turned out to be Davis. And then he'll be the number three. Right now, fellas, and I know it's not all the numbers, but that's what I look at. He's the Lakers' fifth leading scorer. Harrell is scoring more points than he is. So that's a real concern as well. Obviously, he's not getting the shots he was getting. You think think about it, though, uh, Jay, because you followed the NBA closer than Zubin. Um, Indeed. (laughs) Yes, I do it for a living. When they came out in that draft... You know, people was questioning whether or not, as time went on, Kuz in the 20s, Zoe at two. Which one was better, right? I mean, it was like, and and New Orleans wanted Kuz in the trade, and they were like, no. You know, Rob Palenka, Magic, the first time around, said no. The second time around, Rob said no. And they kept Kuz because they just. How valued was he? Exactly. Think about that. Well, he has the talent, though. I mean, when you watch him now. You watch him in workouts, he, he has the skill set. You're just wondering about the mindset. I also want to go back just to address one thing that our first caller said about the Utah Jazz. Here's how I feel about when I see teams dominate in the regular season, Key. Yes. I've seen the Milwaukee Bucks do this. Oh, sound like, like so me the, now. So the, no, I'm just – look, I, I think they are playing – I've said this. They're playing the best basketball in the NBA right now. Mm. Are they the team that's going to get to the Western Conference Finals? I, I don't think so. Not if the Lakers are fully healthy. And I, I still want to see, as a fan, I want to see LeBron James and the Clippers match up. That's what we didn't see last year because of the bubble and the pandemic. Now with everything being even, I want to see the Lakers at full strength versus the Clippers at full strength to go through the Western Conference Finals. And I'm just saying, Donovan Mitchell was incredible. But I don't care what you do throughout the regular season. You have to prove it in the playoffs now. Well, I would say this, Jay, to what you just said about we didn't see the Clippers because of the bubble. No, we didn't see the Clippers because of Denver, and the Clippers didn't do anything. That's fair. That's a fair That's what I would say as a true Laker fan. Take that, Marcellus (laughs) Wiley. Ooh, shots at Marcellus. Okay, Okay. cross network. Here we go. Uh, Last couple of things. Well, I don't know. I can't find him. Oh, stop, stop, stop it. Here we go. Last couple of minutes here. You know, I, I think the Jazz winning their first NBA title would be a great story for a league that basically has 27 teams that are irrelevant and have no chance to win the title, understanding the, five, the, you know, the, the three that I'm not talking about essentially are probably you know the sun to the earth. They're a bigger deal than the other 27. You guys are adamantly opposed. You think it's got to be Lakers-Nets, LA-LA in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think there's anything wrong with new blood for fans that are dying to see their team finally cross over and be legit. There, there, there's nothing wrong with fans that want to see their team. I think what Jay and I are saying, I can't really speak for Jay. Jay could chime back in and cut me off or whatever. But the NBA 
the networks, they don't want to see small market team. They want to see the Lakers, the Clippers, Philly, Brooklyn. That's all, you know, or Boston. They don't want to see all that. They just don't. What What if it becomes Milwaukee, Utah? You watching that? I would watch it. You, Jay would, you watch would it. You would watch it. I get it. paid to watch it, Zubin. I get paid to <laughs> watch it. And if you wasn't being paid to watch exactly. it, you're not watching it. But let me give you a sport that does, you know, this is 20 years ago, 21 years ago. I understand oh, that the would world be a bad changed. scenario for the NBA. Yes, but when be. the Mets and the Yankees met in the World Series, it was terribly rated. It was terribly rated. That's the biggest market it's in the baseball. country. It's baseball. But, 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 but Zubin, I, it was but Zubin, 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 listen to this for a second. If you're telling me the NBA Finals has LeBron James, Anthony Davis versus Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, how do you think that would do from a star power perspective ratings-wise? Oh, undeniable. I don't know if the ratings would be there because people have sort of given up on the league. No, but I think people have given up on yeah, the that's league. Yeah, that's a false narrative. I think there's a lot of things to watch now. People have no idea when stuff is actually on TV to watch, and people are also more programmed to watch highlights more so than games. But I will say this. Think about that draft difference. Like, I, I think it's a great story for Utah. Quinn Snyder recruited me to Duke. I love seeing how, how they much play. did he give you? Stop. Here we go. Here we go. This is not the point that we're expounding upon right now, <laughs> Key. Um, far less than what you got at UC. Anyway, oh. all I would say is that there'd be a drastic difference between Don- Donovan Mitchell, the name power, even though I know because I follow basketball every night that he's a very talented player and a superstar in this league, he doesn't carry the same cachet as LeBron and AD. Oh, no doubt about it that. Doesn't. I'm certainly not going to Same with Rudy that. Gobert, right? People probably know Rudy Gobert more for what happened last year with the pandemic. For sure. He's real with you, Key. More so I'm than they not, know that he's, a, he's not, an all-star. Just, you know, man, when you brought up, I just laughed because you said that's true. You, what you said was true made me chuckle. That's all. They know him more for stopping the league than – actually playing basketball, which is a damn shame. Right. Last thing I would say, there's organizations like the Blazers, the Kings, organizations you don't think about that just have massive fan bases and forever in a day will have more fans than the Nets will ever have. you just throw the Kings in the same conversation with the Blazers? We got a break, but good for them, Zubin. (laughs) We're presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. It's never too late to break for that because that pays the bills. Again, live calls coming up next. Which quarterback facing a make or break season? That is on the way. Who needs the biggest 2021 of all? Riley in South Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, Jay, one listen to man. I'm a big fan. Hey, Jay, I appreciate your football acumen. Hey, Zuba, you the man. Key, I appreciate you and you was down there in Carolina too, baby. I appreciate that. More from Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. 
Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. You know, like he said, when you're a wide receiver, you got to have that peripheral. Left, right, what's going on? You got to see it all, man. <laughs> Zubin, the best part about it, though, when it happened, Key got shocked, and then Key moved away from the screen. He moved away. He kept sliding away from it. Like, nah, y'all ain't going to do that to me. I, I, I swear to you, Jay, to this day, I thought it was inside this studio. I had no idea it was on the outside because I'm looking, you know, I just saw – so I was just like, and I looked to see if it was circling back. And then, and then I finally realized, well, maybe I was outside. Then I was watching Greeny's reaction. Hey, who had no reaction to your reaction. If I saw you do that and just like suddenly do this, would, everything all right, Key? Greeny just like kept going. Focused in. Locked in. That's what you guys That's why you call it the big show, Zubin. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're watching it. If you're watching it here on television this morning, you can find it on social media. Just put in Keyshawn Bird. Go to our Twitter feed. It's... <laughs> put his hands on his chest like oh lord man if you you don't understand though jay you y'all think it's funny but when something like that startles you it's like if you are taking out your trash and all of a sudden at night something just appears out of nowhere you're gonna jump for sure and that's kind of what for me i'm like oh gosh a bird was in the studio you go jump, though. That's just part of it. And I couldn't help but to stop, start laughing. It couldn't stop because everybody in the studio saw the same thing right. I saw, except they're not on camera, and they're sitting over there laughing at me. It's on Get Up, and Key almost had to get up and get out of there. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. We're asking this morning which quarterback is facing a make-or-break season in 2021. You guys have filled up the KJZ Twitter feed and the phone lines as well. Which QB is facing a make-or-break season in 2021? Jimmy G, according to John Lynch, is going to be back. If he's uh-huh. healthy, as Jay said, that's a huge if. Stafford, Goff, Deshaun, wherever he lands, you name it. Let's land on Riley in South Carolina. You're on ESPN Radio. What do you got? What's going on, family? What's happening? What up, baby? Hey, man. Hey, listen, man. I was driving down the road yesterday and heard my voice on the little commercial, man. Y'all brought the tits brother eye down here, man. Well, <laughs> we, try to, up, man. we try to promote and do the right things for the right people that make the right sense. And certainly you hey, know what you're I, talking I, about. So there you go. I appreciate it. I felt like the country cousin from the from down bottom, man. I appreciate you, bro. Listen, man. Um, I, I listen to the show all the time, man. And, and yesterday, Swagoo, Swagoo kind of got under my skin a little bit. I like Marcus Spears. I want to have a bill eight with him. But you know, when he was talking about Cam, Cam is a make or break season for Cam, bro. I think Cam needs to end up in Washington. I think Ron Rivera and that crew owe that, bro. Because when we, he was in Carolina, they was putting him out there after T.J. Watt, you know, heard, heard the show that everybody trying to save their job at Cam expense. So to drop the man in Washington, give him a chance to redeem himself, and let him play. I think it was a mistake for us to let him go in Carolina this year because, look, we right back where we would have been at if he had played like how he played in New England without the cap hit. You dig what I'm saying? I feel you. We played Teddy. 
we paid Teddy all his money to be right back where we at right now. We had just let Cam play that one year out. So that's why Marty Herney was out of there. That's why Ron was out of there. I don't know why we brought Marty Herney back to begin with. But you let Cam play in Washington, and it's a make-or-break season for Cam. Well, what I would say is, is Marty Herney certainly has did a pretty good job at his tenure both times yeah. with the Carolina Panthers, the first time around and the second time around. Cam Newton, he kind of wore his welcome out for the most part, I think, as a large in the fan base, especially when they start to set a narrative of you as a whole, Jay, as injury-prone, even though he only missed an entire season. Prior to that, it wasn't an entire season. It was a couple games. But when the narrative is set that you're injury-prone, you're missing a lot of time, people, you know, run to it because that's all they know and they hear. Now, as far as him going back to Washington, I think it's an opportunity there for him. Uh, you know, let's see what they think. The the free agent market is is there. Um you know, what type of money is he looking for? Do I think he could still be a very productive quarterback in the league with the pieces around him? Absolutely. You got to ha- – everybody got to have everything aligned around them. The same things that you say about other quarterbacks that don't have pieces around them that struggle, it's the same thing for Cam Newton. If, if, if Cam Newton was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. and he played like he played for the New England Patriots – then I would be quick to say he needs to retire. But I also understand, Jay, what New England was and what it had. That's what I was going to say, Key. Is the Washington football team a feasible a feasible option? Yes. But if you're Cam, look, I, I just took a year to learn this new playbook. I just took a year to be with you know, my new OC. I took a year to be with Bill Belichick. I feel like I know this system. If they want me back, does that ultimately give me my best chance to succeed instead of trying to come in and relearn everything all over again? Especially considering the fact that John Lynch came out for the 49ers and said Jimmy G's our guy moving forward. That bubble is shrinking as far as opportunities for the New England Patriots to get a guy to beat. I mean, unless you're trying to go for Marcus Mariota, but if you can't get that, Cam is your best option. I don't think Bill Belichick's going to let him go. Well, I, I think the, you you mentioned learning the system and doing those sort of things. Yeah, he that that's fine in New England, but you pick up in Washington the same system that you ran in Carolina. The offensive coordinator in Carolina originally was Norv Turner, who then stepped down. His son took over, who's now the offensive coordinator in Washington that they brought over from Carolina. So you pick up the same system. You you're not gonna. It's like riding a bicycle. For him, well, let me ask you: if, if you have if you have one if you have a one year deal, you are Cam Newton. Answer this question for me: You are Cam Newton. You have a one year deal that can make or break you. Do you take that opportunity in New England with the system that you just learned after last year, or do you go back to the system that you played X amount of years ago with Ron Rivera and the Washington Football Team? I'm going with Ron Rivera and the Washington Football Team. Washington Football Why? Team is built, uh, not built. Washington Football Team roster, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is better than New England's. They, they, they are a better football team right now than the New England Patriots. I would certainly go back to, to Washington with Ron Revere in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think twice about it if I'm Cam Newton. Let's get, a little, sorry, let's get a little Twitter reaction, then we'll get right back to the phone lines on this question. Again, if you're just joining us this morning, which quarterback is facing a make-or-break season in 2021? A question that's sort of in the eye of the beholder, but you tell us what make-or-break is based on the expectations and the team and the quarterback, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, or like all these fellas, 
on Twitter, KJZ on Twitter. Zach, Baker Mayfield, time to see if last season wasn't a fluke. Sebastian, noting that we didn't just ask for one, rolls out Cam Newton, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Drew Locke, Jimmy G, Jameis Winston, Jeez. Teddy Bridgewater, the league. Wow. and Carson Wentz. Right, I just, you probably just said that. <laughs> the league. <laughs> the league. Except... All these Patrick guys. Mahomes, <laughs> Tom you know, Tom Brady, Sharon <laughs> Rogers, Chef Ken, always cooking up something good for us. He's a frequent contributor to the program. Stafford is facing a make or break season because everyone blames Detroit for his shortcomings. And Sanford says the guy that essentially Stafford was traded for, Jared Goff, in what may be his final year as a starter. That's according to Sanford. Jared Goff. Steven, final what do we year what do we mean starter. by make or break? Like you're not going to be the quarterback after this year? If you don't perform to a high level, this I'm could just be. To specify what the, this is a Waterloo moment, right? This is your Waterloo. This is a absolute. What, what's a Waterloo mean? Season. I don't know what. Okay. Gotcha. That's sorry. That's means. a cliche of like that's somebody. A cliche from Sports Center. <laughs> sorry. This <laughs> no, season sorry. is pivotal to this guy's career, depending on where you stand in your career. Understanding guys like Darnold are closer to the beginning, while guys like Stafford are closer to the ends. So once again, it's more what you interpret it to be, but this is a pivotal moment this upcoming season is pivotal for this quarterback and i think for this quarterback it could be don in texas you're on espn radio who you got hey uh hey guys um my thing is it wasn't listed on your list it was that prescott because he's holding out for that fifth that fourth year for when the salary cap may go back up what he's feeling to realize is we're still in the pandemic Stadiums are not being sold out, so the salary cap may not go up as much as it is. So if he play on that uh, tag again, he's more than likely to get hurt because he don't know what he's on on that leg. And I do have an issue with um, Marcus Spears and Max, and it was all the Cowboys' fault. Everybody knows, you guys well reported it, that it wasn't about the money, it was the years. So how you fix it is give him a four-year, fifth-year player option just in case the cap doesn't go up, he can come back. And then hit 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 Fred to see then. Uh, look, uh, here's what I'll say, Don. They're going to sign him. When that is, I don't know. But he's not so. going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. I, it's it's good to talk because you need content. But let's keep it 100, man. He ain't going nowhere. They're going to sign him. Nobody allows their franchise quarterbacks to walk out of the building. They just don't. Do it unless you're Houston and you completely alienated a guy and screwed it up. Otherwise, no one just allows franchise dudes to walk out. You know how hard it is to get a franchise quarterback? So hard. It's not that easy. They're not just in the 7-Elevens where you can walk in and dial one up. Hey, give me that one off the back shelf. No. No. The, the question is, does Deshaun Watson acquiesce? Does he take, you know, one more year in a deal if the Cowboys want to space that out due for cap reasons? I, I think that's the question, whether he's able to do that or not, Key. It, look, when Dak – I understand what you're saying about Dak. There's no question about it. It, it. When you look at it, as I said to you before, though, Jay, I'm not continuing to bet. Uh, I, we're going to get a deal done. I can't keep betting on myself. I hear you. I just – at some point – you know, yeah, it worked out for Kirk Cousins. It worked out for him. But that's one in how many? Nobody else has done it yeah. more than Cousins. There's a reason nobody's ever played on it three times. Cousins is the lone guy that's done it twice for the reasons that you bring up. Yeah, you don't just bet on yourself. So I, I think that when you look at the cap situation, as Don said, we don't know what a cap is going to be in the future. 
Now, I can't tell Dak Prescott what to sign, what not to sign, how to negotiate his contract. I don't represent him. But he also has to be strong enough to have that conversation with his representatives to say, when is enough? Like, mm-hmm. like I got to protect Stop. me and my family. And I get it. I may get $37 million this year signing the franchise tag. But what if I have a bad year? What if the year turns out to be a poor year like when, when we started off poor when Zeke wasn't in our lineup and we were banged up? Like, what if that happens? Now, all of a sudden, they start questioning his ability, and now he hits the free agent market after a bad season with an injury in all of those sort of things. There's no doubt. Because remember, when you bet on yourself, I've said this before, you bet on yourself once. Flacco bet on himself once, won the Super Bowl, got the contract. You got to do it once and then you get paid. It's the ultimate game of chicken. It's not chicken for three years in a row. It's once. <laughs> and if you come through, you get paid. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Our NFL reporter Diana Russini on her thoughts on make or break quarterbacks with all the contacts she has throughout the league. I'll be interested to see what she says. and We'll have that in one minute right after sports. Yeah. And we're going to start with, I don't know if this is news, but it's news because it's Tom Brady, but it's not really news because <laughs> I don't think anybody's surprised by this. The Bucks would be thrilled to have Tom Brady back beyond his two years, halfway really? through. Yes, it's just for real. Halfway Shocking. through his two-year $50 million contract coming off a Super Bowl win. The Bucks have officially said, yes, we would like to continue this relationship with Tom Brady. <laughs> General Manager Jason Light, wasting your time here for 22 seconds telling you the obvious. Or not. We oh. thought Tom played incredibly well this year, along with the entire team, and we would we would love to have Tom play here. I can speak for Bruce. I think um, as long as, as as he can continues to want to play. So um, if if that comes to fruition at some point, um, then we'd be elated. So, but I'd like to keep those uh, conversations private that we have right now. Totally get that publicly. It was an amazing move. You're the executive of the year. You make that one move that makes your career. Getting Tom Brady to Tampa Bay when so many people said you couldn't. On a more serious note, the Yankees' Domingo Herman has apologized after a domestic violence suspension that lasted about 81 games and finally is clear and has him on the field and ready to go with the Yankees, though there have been several reports over the last week which brought these domestic violence accusations to a much higher level and really started to question whether the Yankees should have brought him back. In fact, his teammate, fellow pitcher Zach Britton, said, you can't really choose who your teammates are. Translation, there's no way I want to play with this guy, but he's back. Yesterday, Herman publicly apologized. Quote, I want to take this opportunity to sincerely apologize to the Steinbrenner family, my teammates, the front office, and those around me who love me. He said all of this through an interpreter. Quote, I have made mistakes of which I'm not proud of, and for that, I want to apologize. It's a story to watch. Herman is looking to grab the fifth spot in a retooled Yankees rotation. In black history always, on this date in 1964, Cassius Clay became the new heavyweight champion of the world after defeating Sonny Liston. And, of course, for the rest of time, would eventually be known to the world as Muhammad Ali. Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. 
I should have been wearing that red sweater, Key. If I knew this was coming, I would have put the red sweater on to match my cheeks this morning. But yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> that was such a great there's moment. Not, there's nothing wrong with blushing. <laughs> I understand. So here's the deal. Diana is here, and Diana, the phone lines have been hot and heavy, the Twitter feed as well. We just simply put out a, a simple question. Now you talk about it at the bar, talk about it with your friends. Who's got a make-or-break season, quarterback-wise? Make-or-break in 2021, and we've had answers all over the board. From people you talk to in the league, the contacts, the sources you have, what's your answer to that? My answer to that is Carson Wentz. I think there's so many question marks about who he is. We got, you know, we can debate this entire show. Who is the real Carson Wentz, right? We can say the 2017, the guy we saw last year. It's all been sort of lukewarm up in the air. We don't, the identity hasn't been very clear. But, uh, you know, as soon as Carson signed with Indy, the first thing I did was I started to reach out to players in that division just to try to get a sense of what they think about it uh, because I know my I had my own reaction, and I was a little surprised that uh, his soon-to-be divisional opponents still think the guy can play. A lot of it is just about his confidence. That was the, the word that was thrown around um, significantly, actually, for, from several people just saying, if he can just feel good again and, and get the confidence he had with, with Frank Wright that, that we saw in Philly in 17, uh, Carson can play. He, he's a, he, the guy can do it. So um, he would be my number one choice for – I'm just really curious to see what we're going to get. And my second, if that's okay, Zubin, um, would be Sam Darnold. I think if, if the New York Jets stick with him, you know, and it's a, it's a big if. My sources are telling me they're still evaluating. Um, I don't know what that exactly means, like how much evaluating they need to do to make this decision. But right now, that's, that's just what I'm being told is they're still trying to figure out what they want to do there. Um, I think with the new coaching staff, Sam Darnold, you know, I still believe in him. I still think he's a player. And, and, and I think with, with a solid you know, defense that, that Robert Sala can bring in there and perhaps maybe a run game, and if they can go grab a weapon for Sam to give him some help, I think this could be the season that we see the best version of Darnold. Well, that, that'll be good for him. I know you've been all over the Jets all offseason, Diana, and knowing, not knowing, but following them to give us some good insight on them. Tell me this, though. If they decide that Sam's the guy and they're going to stick with him, who do they draft and what do they do with the number two pick? This is how I know you talk to people in the league because you described me as annoying. So that means that people have told you that. So thanks, Kay. Uh, at least I know to tone down the text messaging with everybody. Um, look, so th- this, is, this is hard, right? This is the time of year where, you know, everyone wants to know what every team is doing. And teams are still figuring this out. Um, even though we're not at the combine right now, you know, teams are meeting with draft picks every single day over Zoom. Any coach or GM that I've talked to over the last two weeks, I can't, I can't really get them on the phone during the day because they're meeting with, with, you know, with these potential prospects. So it's hard to, to really gauge where the Jets are going to go because there's so many layers to this draft, especially, and I, and I think this is probably the biggest X factor, is if Deshaun Watson gets traded. How is that going to affect the top of this draft? And, and you know, I feel like I need to continually circle back to what's going on in Houston. It's, it's status quo. They still don't want to let him go. So if he winds up staying in Houston and, and the New York Jets decide that Sam's the guy, and, you know, I, I keep reminding myself that, that, you know, Sam Darnold is not Joe Douglas's guy. 
right? So Joe came in and Sam was there. Um, how much does Joe Douglas really believe in, in what Sam Donald can do? Because the other quarterbacks that they're looking at, guys, we, we look at this all the time. You take a look at the league, and Dan Orlovsky made, made a great point this morning when we were talking about this. You know, he said there's only like five or six great quarterbacks in the NFL, yet every year come draft, we're talking about like four or five superstars. And we all, it's like we never learn. It never pans out to actually be that. There's only one or two that really come out and, and develop and turn into great franchise quarterbacks here. So do you want to take a chance on a Sam Darnold who maybe hasn't been given the best, most fair shake? And yes, he's dealt with some weird injuries and injuries and tons of different coaches. Um, or do you want to take that chance of, of going back out there to see what a young college prospect could do? And, and this is probably what's making it so difficult for the New York Jets at this point because, you know, it seems like it's a tough decision. Diana, it seems like the 49ers are taking another chance for another year on Jimmy G. What are your thoughts on John Lynch's comments the other day backing Jimmy G as their quarterback for this moving this year coming forward? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked me that because when I saw the quotes yesterday, I was like, well, yeah, look at John Lynch coming out for his boy, finally. He's given Jimmy the respect and showing him love. And then I thought about the quote a little bit more and I read it again and Jay, you've, you've cared about people before. You've wanted people badly. You've been in love before. Does that yeah. sound like a quote of a guy that is so into somebody? Right? This isn't like <laughs> banging on the table. Jimmy's our guy. We've heard organizations talk about quarterbacks they want and they love. It's so crystal clear. You don't doubt it. Look how excited the Steelers are that Ben Roethlisberger has decided to restructure. They got statements coming out and they're holding press conferences. They're doing all this. They're, they're, they're amped to have him back. You know, that's just one example of a million that we can give of teams being psyched to have their starter return. I just don't get this feeling that San Francisco is really into Jimmy and really in love with him. I think they're saying the right things. And either they're going to see how this draft shakes out. And, and you know, I still wouldn't be surprised if, if they decide to move on. It's fascinating. Every quarterback Diana brought up, whether it's Sam Darnold, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, or Jimmy G, could all be the answer to this morning's poll question about who is make or break. Diana's going with Wentz. We'll hear from you. Diana, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. That was really fun. This is a good segment. <laughs> Thank you, Diana. That's Diana, one of the NFL's best insiders on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Diana invoked the name of Dan Orlovsky. They were chatting this morning. We'll chat with Dan next on whether it's make or break. Key's favorite guest. Boy. Yes, Key's favorite guest and Dan's favorite player. <laughs> his boy. Is it make or break? For Wentz, that's after Key has this from O'Reilly Auto Parts. I just want to find out who's going to be the MVP of the league at quarterback every other week. That is the best place for Carson Wentz to wind up. Coached again by Frank Wright. This is put up or shut up for Carson Wentz and Frank Wright. Frank Wright, you're staking your career on this guy being what he was in 2017. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Two Super Bowl champions, Ryan Clark and, of course, Key there, talking about a gigantic NFL offseason move, of which there could be many. Carson Wentz obviously going from Philly to Indy. We're going to bring in Dan Orlovsky here on the Goodyear Hotline. I want to mention one thing before we bring in D.O. here, and this is something that um, Key picked up on last week when the deal was made. Everybody was talking about it. We're on the show And Dan is talking about just how good of a player this guy is and what a great move this will be. I think I heard it as, you know, Carson Wentz is one of the six or seven best quarterbacks in football. In fact, he said, play that again. And Dan said, no, when healthy, this is one of the best six or seven players in football. So, Dan, with that sort of bullish assessment, knowing he's still got to find his footing, we'll ask you this morning's poll question with Carson Wentz. Is this a make or break season? For Carson Wentz. Yeah, it's really important. You know, you could say make or break. He's got to go play good football. You know, this is a very good roster that pushed the Buffalo Bills to the brink last year, right, in the playoffs, and Phillip Rivers played well. It's kind of two-folded. One, it's make or break very much so in the locker room, as a person, as a leader, as a teammate. You know, how does how, how quickly and how well does he kind of make that transition to break some of the narrative? Because... You guys know this. Go into the locker room. There are guys in that locker room that are going to believe some of the narratives about him coming from Philadelphia. Couldn't relate to teammates. Didn't get along with certain guys. Difficult to mend those relationships. So that's got to be this. This should be the best year of his career when it comes to that. The off the field stuff, the on the field stuff. Yeah, it's a very important season. You know, he's under contract for the next four years. They didn't trade a potential first round pick with the hopes that they didn't give up that first-round pick. Their hope is that they do, that he plays every snap and plays really well. So it's a huge year for Carson Wentz. Here's the reason why, Z, that I'm so confident in the player and the situation. Because too often, us in the media look at those things in a vacuum. We don't ever correlate them together. We go, this player stinks or this player is great. And we don't ever look at the variables that are attached to him. I think he's a really, 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 really good player that's got a ton of talent still. I don't think that talent went away in 10 months. I don't think that he forgot how to play football. I think that he's still incredibly talented. And he had a bad year. And I've said this. There's a difference between being a bad player and a player playing bad. He played bad last year. But I know that this 2021 Colts team 
will look a lot like that 2017 team in Philly. Great offensive line and run game. No dominant player on the outside, but four or five really good pieces and a top 10 defense. That's what allows quarterbacks' talent to shine. That's why I'm confident of the situation. Dan, let me ask you this, and and I agree with pretty much everything you said. I don't want to give a percentage on it, but I agree with pretty much everything you said because – that is true. Okay. The situation. That's the way to different. start the day, Key. That's the way to start the day. Yeah, you look well rested, by the way. You know, you look well rested. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I took one of those Keyshawn Johnson vacations. What? What? Um, what makes you think that Frank Reich can get things turned around for mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, given the fact he's the head coach and not the quarterback coach or the play caller, like in Philadelphia? Uh, a couple of things. First of all, I think that when you have a guy that's going to be directly correlated and tied to the quarterback that's played quarterback in the NFL, that's a huge advantage because that guy's able to sit there and tell the quarterback what's real and what isn't. And that's not to knock any other guys in the NFL that are coaching, but it's just an advantage. Not like saying you can't do it well, but it's an advantage for Frank to sit there and talk about plays versus certain defenses and go, no, nah, it's not real. Like, we can't ask to do that because that's unrealistic. I know it's unrealistic. So that relationship is great. Number two, these guys have similar lifestyles off the field, similar beliefs off the field. You guys know that matters. Like, they, there's that connection that, okay, they, they have the same type of philosophy when it comes to life, and their faith is a big part of it. That will help that connection, that, that trust. Uh, number three, the offensive line. Quarterback play is directly tied to, and how good it can be is outside of their own talent level, is directly tied to how good's the offensive line and how good are their people around it. I've been trying for two years now to get people to understand that it's no longer quarterback, make everybody around him that much better. Because of the rules and the space, it's everybody around him helps the quarterback to shine. That's just the way football is right now. And I think they have those pieces. And then I think that Frank has this great ability to, you know, cut out the fat and declutter the thought process of a quarterback and get him to think clearly. And that's going to be a big deal for Carson Wentz, who I think had a, had a very cluttered mind last year, played with a lot, of, a lot of gray area instead of playing with black and white. And when you have a very finite thought process and a very clear thought process, that's what allows you to play fast as a quarterback. And when you play fast and not in a hurry – that's when the, the traits and the talents shine. Mm. Dan, great perspective as always. It's one of those things. I love that quote. It's a difference between a player that is bad and playing bad football. Distinction with the difference. And the Colts can only hope that Carson Wentz turns it. Familiarity does mean something, and he certainly is going to have that in Indy. Dan, thank you very much. Thanks, Dio. Thanks, guys. Jay, let me ask you this. This is something I've thought about here in our final minute. Um, You've played in multiple locales where the pressure has been white hot and maybe in some places where it hasn't been white hot just with regards to teams. I love white hot. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, Is Carson Wentz just going to find a better fit? He's kind of a Midwestern value sort of guy, North Dakota, Indy. It's tough to be struggling when you're in Philly and not playing well with the media. Do you think just the change of scenery might help? Just that alone. Change of scenery helps everything sometimes for people in being comfortable, right? I think when that trust was lost between him and Doug Peterson, I think that fractured 
not only that relationship, but also fractured Carson Wentz. And now I think for him to have that trust to be rebuilt upon a foundation that's led to a championship with Frank Reich, that's huge. First person experience from Jay. Mel Kuyper Jr. makes draft history. Mock draft history next. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.